0: Welcome to the Agency Growth Machine Podcast, where it's all about transforming potential into profit. And now your host, Randy Schwantz. Hey there, good morning, uh, this is Randy Schwantz. Um, it's been a long time since we've been doing this podcast. I want to get back on it. And I really want to introduce you to a book called The 5AM Club. Um, there was a new client of mine, his name is Bob Phelan. Uh, he came into my workshop last November. And he told me that he's following this guy named Robin Sharma, that Robin was one of his coaches, and that he was going to send me a book. And he did. I I got the book January, um, about January the 15th of this year, 2019. I read through the book once at a pretty fast pace. I remember when I got to page 110 of the book, The 5 a.m. Club. And again, I want to give... Uh, All the recognition I can to Robin Sharma for writing this book. I think it's an awesome book. And I highly recommend you get it. And when I read page 110, which I'm going to share with you, uh, I took a picture of this uh, with my iPhone and sent it to my kids. I have four daughters. And I asked how many of them wanted a copy of this book. Three of them said yes. Asked Lori to buy them a book. We've discussed it some. And so I'm going to read page 110 to you and here it goes. This 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 hit me hard. And then after we get through this, then I'm going to I'm just start to break down a lot of great stuff that he's got in here and deconstruct. In fact, Robin taught me the word deconstruct to take a concept and and really go after its hidden meaning, to take a text or a, a linguistic phrase or a conceptual system and really break it down, find its hidden meaning and um, so that's what we're doing. So uh, we'll, we'll deconstruct a lot of these things, and and I think you're going to find it very useful. So I'm on page 110 of his book, The 5 a.m. Club, and I'm going to read from it directly and just comment on it. It says right here, Dedication and discipline beats brilliance and giftedness every day of the week. I mean, just think about that. Dedication and discipline beats brilliance and giftedness every day of the week. I was... Um, I was, watching, I was watching a documentary about Ryan Leaf. Ryan was a uh, high school football player, I think, out of Montana uh, or Wyoming, one or the other, Wyoming. Um, out of high school, he ended up going to college in the same state, I believe. Uh, he was picked really high in NFL draft. It was him or Peyton Manning. Um, San Diego picked Ryan Leaf. Uh, Ryan, self-admittedly, was full of himself, didn't have good practice habits, but he was amazingly athletic, amazingly talented. Peyton Manning, on the other hand, didn't have the same physical attributes, but man, he was dedicated and disciplined. So anyway, Ryan Leaf, San Diego, has the first couple of good games, and then crashes on like game three and never, ever recovered. Got into doing drugs. Uh, Ultimately, you know, out of the NFL, after about four years, traded several times, um, end up in prison and just released recently. And now he's out doing good speeches. He seems like a great guy. Uh, He's been humbled. Uh, And now he's back to dedication and discipline. So you just sit there thinking about the difference between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf and this phrase, dedication and discipline beats brilliance and giftedness every day of the week. You can even look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady was not chosen high in the draft. uh, But there's nobody that works harder than he does. Nobody watches more film than Tom Brady does. So anyway, I think this phrase, if you just really are willing to think about it and own it, dedication and discipline beats brilliance and giftedness every day of the week. We can find examples like crazy. And A players don't get lucky. They make lucky. Lucky. It goes on to say, every time you resist the temptation and pursue an optimization, you invigorate your heroism. Every instant that you do that which you know to be right over the thing that you feel would be easy, you facilitate your entry into the Hall of Fame of Epic Achievers. So just think about that. Every time you pursue an optimization, Every time you resist a temptation. So what's a temptation? Well, we get tempted by, by, by digital media all the time. Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, something on YouTube. You know, we got all the notifications turned on our iPhone. Uh, email comes in, Bing. Um, everything you can imagine. A horrible amount of temptations to take us off of our game. And so every time you resist that temptation and pursue an optimization, you invigorate your heroism. I know after going to Robin's Personal Mastery Academy, I came back and on my iPhone, I turned off all my notifications, all of them. Um, somebody texts me, I don't know. Email comes in, I don't know. YouTube comes in, I don't know. Facebook comes in, I don't know. I just turn them all off because cause, cause I, I've been trained like Pavlov's dog that every time they do come on, then all of a sudden I get distracted, I go over, I look. Well, what's going on? And it's hard to do. So each time you resist the temptation and pursue an optimization, you invigorate your heroism. Well, what is a hero? Well, hero is somebody that is seen as having achieved something extraordinary because of courage. So when you do the things we're talking about here, you invigorate your Achieving something big, stepping into courage. Courage is turning off your notifications on text and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. It takes courage because deep inside you're afraid you're going to miss something. Happened to me. At least that's what happened to me. So, okay, do I really want to turn these off? Come on, man, do it. Do it. Step into it. Do it. Don't be afraid about what you're going to miss out. Be more concerned with what you're going to create and do. Every instant that you know you do that, you know to be right over the thing you feel would be easy. So, again, since January of 19th of this year, I've been getting up at 5 a.m. And it's the best time of my life. I was with a group yesterday in Columbus, Indiana. And we were talking about how this guy needed to, well, really the whole firm, do a better job of deconstructing their value proposition breaking down what their safety and loss control people do, breaking down what their claims management do, breaking down what their marketing people do, breaking down what wellness is and online enrollment, all this sort of, breaking it all down, really understand it, turning it from a capability into actions. And he said, when am I going to do that? Dude, you're going to do it the same time I did it. If you want, and it's a choice you have to make. You get up at 5 a.m. Nobody else is up. Nobody's going to bother you. Man, it's like, It's like free sailing. You get up, you deconstruct, you think about it, you become a student, you build your systems, you build your processes, you map it out, you write your wedges. So that's when you do it. And imagine if you focused on that for only 90 days, just how far you'd be. And see, when you do that, you facilitate your entry into the hall of fame of epic achievers. And he goes on to say, and this really hit me hard, A lot of the latest research emerging on successful people is confirming that our private story about our potential is the key performance indicator on whether we actually exploit that potential. Let me reread that. The latest research emerging on successful people is confirming that our private story. What is a private story? Well, private story is that thing you tell yourself. It's that self-talk. It's that, uh, I can be a million-dollar producer. I can, I can be a $2 million producer. I am going to be a $2 million producer. Here's what I have to do. Boom, 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 boom. I can do this. I will do this, all that sort of stuff. Or it's the private story that says, well, you know, it's really hard. I don't have enough time. i got too many small accounts. I'm too busy. By the time I take care of my family, do this, I can't do that. It's a story. It's a, that it's story going inside your head. And look, I mean, I I get it. Um when I moved from Lubbock, Texas to Dallas, Texas, I'd go to college at that point three days in my life. And I, by the way, I never went back. Uh, so I leave Lubbock, go to Dallas, didn't have a college degree, didn't have but three days of college. Um, didn't really have a great resume. Um, knew that I wanted to sell for a living. And man, it was It was was tough. I mean, at that point in time, Dallas Dallas Cowboys were huge in Dallas. SMU Mustangs had had the best college football team money could buy. Um, It seems like everybody was wearing a Rolex and driving a Mercedes Benz and wearing polo shirts. And here I am, a little redneck from Lubbock, Texas, and I go in there and I go, like, man, I don't fit here. I I don't know how I'm ever going to be successful here. Why would anybody want to hire me? And I I had that personal story that was – was really working against me. That's why when I got a chance, I did the fire walk with Tony Robbins, not to prove anything, but to challenge to see if I had any courage to give me a new metaphor for life. And so when I did the fire walk, it was a multi-day event, but the fire walk was was on a Friday evening. There's 150 of us in the room. Tony comes on stage at 5 a.m. on a Friday at 5 p.m. on a Friday afternoon, breaks some boards, talks about some concepts. We go outside, we see the wood stacked up, come back inside, do some more work, go outside, light the fire, come back inside, do some more work. This time we'd written our biggest fear on a piece of paper, go outside, throw the piece of paper into the fire. As the fire consumes that fear, the fear into it. That was the metaphor. Come back inside, do some more work. By this time it's midnight, go back outside. That fire, had, had they turned it into two runways, about 12, 15 feet long, hot coals. And 150 of us walked two runways with hot coals that night. And um, I remember when I got on the other side, you know, you celebrate, you're, you, you, you're, you're at a high because you just did something that you didn't believe was possible. And then all of a sudden it has these, these domino effect on everything else in your life. What else? What else do I tell myself is impossible, but somebody else has already done it. If they can, why can't I? And that 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 little mantra, what else do I tell myself is impossible, but if they can do it, then why can't I? If they can do it, then why can't I? If they can write a book, then why can't I? If they can make a living doing sales training, then why can't I? If they can start a business and, and be successful, then why can't I? And that, that was the thing where for me, I started changing my private story. So I'm going to read that again. A lot of latest research emerging on successful people is confirming that our private story about our potential is the key performance indicator on whether we actually exploit that potential. Or whether we actually exploit that potential. See... If you go back to the very very top, dedication, discipline beats brilliance and giftedness every day of the week. There's no doubt in my mind, you are loaded with potential. But that potential has to be developed. It's in the very word of potential. It has to be developed. It's there. It's in a state, but it's got to be molded. It's got to be trained. It's got to be practiced. It's got to be given direction. That's what potential is. It's something that doesn't exist yet. But its potential, its future opportunity, its ability to grow and develop, it's there. Now it just needs some help. So either you will or you won't exploit that potential. And part of the secret to exploiting that potential is to have the personal story that says I can. Now, where do you get that? Well, you got to peel back the layers of I can't. You got to peel back the layers of belief systems that maybe your parents or your school or any of that sort of stuff gave you along the way that is that is convincing you that you can't rather than that you can. So I'm just going to read that again cuz it blows me away every time I read it. A lot of the latest research emerging on successful people is confirming that our private story. Another way to say it is your self-fulfilling prophecy. When you prophetically say, I'm a $2 million producer. I've got that potential. Now I've got to go exploit that. You know, there's unlimited prospects. There's unlimited product. Now what you got to do is, is make this vessel me better. I've got to exploit that potential. I've got to develop that potential. I've got to practice that potential into prospecting those people, into building a value proposition that those people want, and to finding a way to get those people to see that I exist, can help them through that process, get them on the books, find a way to keep them and keep working through that cycle. That is exploiting that potential. Key, though, is you got to have that private story that you're saying inside your head, and it can't be somebody else's story. And he says, Victims have big TVs, and leaders own large libraries. I was with this group yesterday, and I said, Look, I mean, we're all salespeople, that's the business we're in. We just happen to sell insurance. And as a salesperson, being your, your primary job, the product is insurance, but your job, primary job, salesperson. How many sales books have you read? So over the last five years. And um, it's really interesting. Um, a lot of people helped up zero. A number of people had two or three. One guy said 10. A couple of young guys said one that had been there for 18 months. And so you think about it. Victims have Big TVs. Leaders own large libraries. You know, there's there's kind of a quote of saying that the difference between who you are today and who you'll be five years from now, is in direct proportion to the, you know, your five closest friends and the books that you read, because that's who influences you and your thinking, that's who helps you develop your private story, that's who helps you develop your self fulfilling prophecy, that's who kicks you in the butt, you know, emotionally, mentally and sometimes physically, to go exploit your potential. They cause you to see that which you can't see for yourself, and it's something that we should all appreciate a lot. So he's going on to say, if you're running a mental narrative that says you don't have what it takes to be a superb leader in business, a a superb producer in the insurance business, or an acclaimed expert in your craft, somebody that really knows insurance, you know coverage, you know risk management, you know self-insured retention, you know claims management, you know loss control, a claims expert in your craft. See, if you're running a mental narrative, you're talking to yourself. It's that private story. If you're running a self-fulfilling prophecy that says you don't have what it takes, then you won't even start the adventure of getting there, will you? And he says, world-class, world-class is a process not an event. How many days will you get up at 5 a.m.? How many days will you deconstruct and study? How many days will you start to look at your, your innermost desires? Well, if world class is a process, not an event, then as many days as you have left in your life is how many days you'll do that. World class is a process, not an event. And he says, running a limited psychological program that says everyday people can't become great or that genius is born, not developed, will cause you to think it would be a complete waste of time to do the studying, put in the practice hours, and prioritize your days around your heartfelt desires. What what would be the point of investing all that labor, vigor, and time making all those sacrifices when virtuoso level results are impossible for someone like you under your belief system. So running a limited psychological program that says everyday people can't become great or that genius is born will cause you to think it would be a complete waste of time to do the studying, put in the practice hours, And prioritize your days around your heartfelt desire. So really, it kind of starts. You can start in a lot of places. A place to start with what's your real heartfelt desire? What do you want? What do you want for your life? And early in his book, and I wrote this down. It's in chapter 3. It was a quote out of Marcus Aurelius, a Roman emperor. Think about that. If Marcus Aurelius, a Roman emperor, wrote this, he had to write it 2,000, 3,000 years ago, and here's what he wrote. Do not live as if you have 10,000 years left. Do not live as if you have 10,000 years left. Your fate hangs over you while you're still living, while you still exist on this earth. Strive to become a genuinely great person. I mean, that's just a reminder. That's a kick in the butt that says, look, first of all, nobody gets out of this thing alive. Your days are numbered. Now that you just acknowledge you're not going to get out of this thing alive and that your days are numbered, you just ask the question, what am I going to do with those days? Well, a thing to do is start to get really clear on your heartfelt desires, what is that? So you can step into it with the greatest gusto that you're capable of doing based on your beliefs right now. And as you step into that heartfelt desire, you start to deconstruct your desire, start to deconstruct your beliefs, start to deconstruct your personal story. And you start to rewrite it, re-be it, and all that sort of stuff. So since, since I've been doing this, and we, you know, we're in August, we're late August right now, um, I have been able to finish, it's not true, I've I've been able to accomplish major leaps on two significant projects that have been hanging out there for eight or nine years. Significant stuff in my life, in my business. Um, I've recommitted to the next decade of my life, serving insurance agents, serving producers, helping producers think through strategies to end their career as multi-millionaires. And I give Robin Sharma, the author of the 5 a.m. Club, a tremendous amount of credit for this tremendous book who encouraged me to get up at 5 a.m., go to bed earlier, get up earlier, use this precious morning time to start to really think, deconstruct, consider my, my own personal desires, consider the things I want, to really put in perspective. And, 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 and I know that I, I want to make my next 20 years my best 20 years of my life. So how do I do that? Well, same thing that, that I'm encouraging you to do, I'm doing. So let's go do this thing together. All right, Randy Schwantz signing off, man. I Hope you have a great week. Thanks.
1: Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Look, if you're an agency owner and you're trying to grow your agency and you're looking for some tools to do that, we got them, man. It's a we call it the I1 Agency Growth System, and it's this combination of training and technology. Look, a lot of you are out there looking for a CRM system, and you're looking at the single entry that maybe some of the big, the big agency growth systems, uh, uh, management systems can provide you. And, and 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 all I'm saying is, don't get sucked into that single entry thing. Set your expectations. And here's what I want you to ask you to think about. If Nick Saban came to you and said, show me your playbook, would you be able to do that? Would Nick give you a high score? Once you get that playbook well-defined, and that's how you're going to set goals. That's how you're going to get introductions. That's how you're going to sell. That's how you're going to differentiate. That's how you're going to close business. That's how you're going to run sales meetings. When you get all of that well-defined now you're in a position to go get technology that makes that stuff come alive if you haven't done that then crm systems is like the last thing you ought to be thinking about so we built a, a a really a playbook for growing an agency, and then I built technology to make every piece of that work. And I want to show it to you. So reach out to me, Randy Schwantz, Randy at the Wedge dot net, and um, do that. I'll send you a link to my calendar, and we'll get some booked, and we'll talk. And if you're a producer and you're wanting to grow, hey man, come check out the. The Million Dollar Producer Masterclass. I mean, look, when you leave this career, if you're not at least a multimillionaire, I mean, at least having $2 million plus in your bank, then you're screwing yourself, you're screwing your family, and you're screwing your life from the time you retire until you die. And that's just that's just terrible when you have a way to get in control of it now. Plus, you can have a lot more fun today today. If you got involved and you learn how to get your goals real clear, figure out how much money you want to make, reverse engineer into how many appointments you want to set. Then with Red Hot Introductions, I'll help you get into the best target prospects. With The Wedge, I'll help you go bust that incumbent relationship. With The Product and Service Platform, I'm going to give you differentiation that's going to make everything come alive. So if you're an agency owner, come out, check out the Iowa Agency Growth System. If you're a producer, come check out the million dollar producer masterclass. Hey man, best to you out there. See you later. Bye-bye.